if we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Freedom and the dignity of the individual have been more available and assured here than in any other place on earth. The price for this freedom at times has been high, but we have never been unwilling to pay that price. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery with its row upon row of simple white markers bearing crosses or stars of David. They add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. Each one of those markers is a monument to the kind of hero I spoke of earlier. Their lives ended in places called Bellow Wood, the Argonne, Omaha Beach, Salerno, and halfway around the world on Guadalcanal, Tarawa, Porkchop Hill, Pachosin Reservoir, and in a hundred rice paddies and jungles of a place called Vietnam. Under one such marker lies a young man, Martin Treptow, who left his job in a small-town barber shop in 1917 to go to France with the famed Rainbow Division. There on the Western Front, he was killed trying to carry a message between battalions under heavy artillery fire. We're told that on his body was found a diary. On the flyleaf, under the heading, My Pledge, he had written these words. America must win this war. Therefore, I will work, I will save, I will sacrifice, I will endure. I will fight cheerfully and do my utmost as if the issue of the whole struggle depended on me alone. We must realize that no arsenal or no weapon in the arsenals of the world is so formidable as the will and moral courage of free men and women. It is a weapon our adversaries in today's world do not have. It is a weapon that we as Americans do have. Let that be understood by those who practice terrorism and prey upon their neighbors. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever.
Hello, everybody, and welcome to Trophy Horrors. This is episode 283. I'm your host, Tricky Mick. Alongside with me, the man, the myth, the only man to show actually up. So he's he is the legend this week, Troy. What's the business? It's good to be here. What the shit? Don't mind that PlayStation 3 booting up. Uh, as you can probably tell if I'm introducing a guest first, that means Alex still doesn't have internet. Yield had to work, and Mark had to work, but we do have a longtime favorite fan of the show. Miss Kalai is with us. Thank you for having me today. Also, Tricky's at work. <laughs> yeah, I'm at, I'm at work too, so uh, bear in mind that there's going to be a train going over my head, so if that actually makes it into the final show, then you know what's going on. But the good news is, there's no Rager's Horn this week. Uh, but Kalai, a little backstory. Because uh, we have to clear the air a little bit here. I actually met you uh, when we were doing the PlayStation VR event, which uh, everybody seems to give me a hard time with because I was hired to be the celebrity there. But that's actually where I met you was the PlayStation VR event in New Jersey. Yeah, um, actually, it was really funny because I remember I walked you, I walked, you walked up to me and you said... Um, they hired me to, you know, to be the celebrity here. I said, well, what do you do? He said, oh, I have a podcast. And he goes, oh, it's Trophy Horse. And I said, I've never heard of you. <laughs> Perfect. That's like most people. And that's what you said to me. Because that's all right. I said, oh, but I love podcasts and I'd love to listen to yours. And he told me about this one and remember the loot and now the good, the bad and the microtransactions. I'm addicted to all three of them. Yeah, that's a bad name for a show, isn't it? No. Did you notice what I put in the show notes for that? Because we left it out last week. It says the good, the bad, and the something, something. <laughs> All right. So, like I said, we do not have Alex, Yield, or Mark this week. But we do have our noble thing that we do is on our updated trophy count. I am level 31, total trophies of 7,641, with a plaque count of 67. I've added four platinum since the last time we've been on the show. Uh, Troy, what's your account? So I am currently uh, level 19, 38 Platinums, total trophy count of 3,233. I probably did that out of the normal order, but we changed the way we display our trophies in the in the show notes. So it is what it is. Do you like that? Because, you know, this is a little inside for the listeners, but I... I, I after 283 episodes of having to go in and manually update everybody's trophies, I came up with the idea to take the trophy cards from PSN profiles and put them in the agenda. And it was a little bit of a hiccup because mine still is not correct. But I thought it added a little color to the agenda. Yeah, it's kind of neat to get to see what everybody played last. Mine's got a nice little uh, tracer from Overwatch because that was the last game I played on PlayStation. Mine's got to be I in Mayo, right? Yep. That's what it shows. Uh, It shows... (laughs) Alex with the uh, Shovel Knight yield with Lego City, I guess, uh, or the Lego movie. And looks like uh, Final Fantasy, World of Final Fantasy for Mark, and Battlefield for Frosty. All right. Kalai, what's your trophy count? My trophy count is 360 bronze, 42 silver, 17 gold, and exactly one platinum. <laughs> Sweet. You, you didn't get the. Uh, well, we'll get to that in a minute. But I, I, we know what you got your platinum in. But uh, we'll, we'll start with you. What have you been playing? 
Uh, I've been playing a lot of different things. Cause I, I hop systems, so I, I was just playing The Witcher 3 because I've been trying to get further in that one. And I played uh, Xenoblade Chronicles this week. I played a little bit of... Um, I was trying to get the trophy in uh, Saturday Morning RPG because I just think that's a great game. I've been playing... Yeah, so I've been jumping around a bit. I've, I think I even went back to Animal Crossing for a bit this week. Wow, that's an old school game right there. Is it uh, New Leaf on 3DS? Yeah, they just updated it to be able to include your... Um, you can put your amiibos into the game, so you can summon Wolf Link into the game. Wow. Yeah, my wife's been playing that, but she hasn't been playing that because of school. But I'm hoping with uh, with Christmas break coming up, maybe she can jump back into it and check out that update. All right, Troy, what have you been playing, buddy? So I haven't been playing a whole lot of games in general. Um you know, school and everything like that. I just don't have much time, but I did manage to pick up one of the NES Classic Editions uh, this week. So pretty much all weekend when I've had time, it's been spent uh, playing that. I've been, uh, my wife and I have been going back and forth on uh, Dr. Mario, which has been a lot of fun. Uh, the cool thing about this is uh, I'm really enjoying the fact that the NES Classic has uh, save states. So you put in a like you can save at any point and save your your position. So uh, playing Doctor Mario, um, I can just you know save whenever I want. It was I actually tweeted out and, and posted on Facebook that it was pretty dope because uh, now I don't have to leave the console turned on whenever my mom, I mean my, my wife, calls me for dinner, like you used to have to do back in the day. <laughs> but yeah, that's pretty much all I'm I've been playing. Yeah, I lucked out. I mean, I, we may end up talking about it later, but yeah, I really lucked out getting that system. They're pretty tough to find. Yeah, I see that some people are selling them for uh, $1,200 on yeah, eBay right that's now. That's fucking ridiculous. Try $30,000. $30, Somebody put one up for 30000 Somebody's dumb enough to pay that for them, more power to All right, and I have gotten... Uh, I played a couple games, like I said, I got four Platinums. Uh, two of my Platinums were in I Am Mayo. Uh, I got it for the PS4 and the Vita. Kalai, I know you also were playing I Am Mayo. Yeah. It's a very interesting game. What's 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 the premise of I am Mayo for those who don't know? You are tapping oh, a mayo jar. Oh, I wanted to tell him. Yes, you just tap a mayo jar. So is it like the uh, similar to the what is it the uh, fucking the the business one? Adventure capitalist. Nope, worse. Nope, worse. You just literally tap a mayo jar. You have to change its outfits. I was tapping a mayo jar with in a bikini. Huh. So how how long does it take to get the platinum in this then? How much how About much tapping hour. do you have to do? Ten thousand taps. That's crazy. Okay, cool. It is what it is. I can't believe they put a platinum trophy on something like that, but cool. Well, what makes it worse is that uh, it's cross buy. So if you buy the PS4 version, you get the Vita version for free, and the game only costs ninety nine cents. Good night. Yeah, that's probably. <laughs> Yeah, that's a great way to pad your trophy count for sure. Uh, I, yeah, because I think it adds uh, it adds fifty one trophies per game, plus the platinum, so fifty two trophies. So that's one hundred and four trophies and two, two platinums for ninety nine cents. Damn. Yep, that's your biggest value in trophies right there. You've heard it here. Mm-hmm. And the funny thing is, I didn't even know about the game until I saw that Resident Daryl posted that he got the platinum, and I was and I went on and looked up the game and I saw it came out today. I was like. How the hell does he have the platinum in an hour? And I did a little research real quick, and I found out, and I was like, oh, I can do this. More power to you. Play the system. 
I got the. I also got the platinum in uh, PlayStation. Uh, or excuse me, the Playroom VR, and I got the platinum in. Um, what's the game that you wanted me to play? Oh, Job, Job Simulator. Simulator. Yeah, so I got those four platinums. So, uh, Alex, I'm coming for you, buddy. Hear that, Alex? You better go download I Am Mayo right now. Did you stand up for Job Simulator? Uh, no, I did not stand up for Job Simulator. But, I, you know, they, they passed the game after I played it. Um, but I, I found that any time that you had to reach to your left or you had to reach uh, in front of you, it completely uh, stopped losing tracking. So it actually made it a little hard to do. Yeah. that. But other than that, sure, it's... From what I understand, that game's not... Uh, at its best on PlayStation VR, it's definitely more uh, suited to the HTC Vive, the tracking and everything like that, and the the room scale and everything makes that uh, it, a lot better on that system. But it's still supposed to be, I mean, a hell of a game. It certainly looks fun as hell. It, it, it it's it, it's it's pretty funny at times. I, I just kept think, taking things and throwing it at people. Yeah, it, it, it's an experience. I don't, I don't even call it a game. It's it's an experience that comes with a platinum. Let's get into our news this week. Uh, a couple things. I mean, we don't have a lot of news this week. I think we have three stories total. So we're not really going to delve into them too much. But uh, the first one is the PlayStation 4 update now lets you make GIFs from game clips. Uh, the Share Factory application has been updated on the PlayStation 4, and a new change means you can now turn game clips into animated GIFs. According to Kotaku, who has had a handy tutorial, if you've patched the latest version, you can now make gifts from any videos, including ones you've already captured on the system, as well as ones you've edited in the app before. Simply select a start point for your gift, and the app will create a 9-second loop, which then you can trim down to the length you like. You'll have to press the share button to actually save your gift, which will bring up the option to tweet it out. However, you can select share later instead, and the gift will be saved on your system in the share factory folder on your captured gallery. The gifts created are just 400 pixels wide and a few megabytes in terms of file size. Does anybody care? It is what it is. It's a cool concept. Uh, I know gifts are all the rage, so um, it makes sense that they would do something like this, you know, sharing them on Facebook and Twitter and everything like that. Just, uh, yeah, it's it's where everybody's going, so they might as well get on board, in my opinion. It's an interesting copy concept. Yeah, I, I mean, I... I don't see myself doing this, but I don't generally use the share function much anyway. So, I mean, it's, but it's cool to have more functionality. More functionality is always better than less. All right. Now, uh, I'm not, since I'm at work and I'm not actually looking at the actual agenda, I'm actually, uh, as my co host here can see, I'm actually reading off of printed uh, articles. I actually skipped over our first topic, which was Extra Life. Troy, since I'm not actually. I can't see. Can you actually tell me about Extra Life and how we're doing and what the charity's up to? So right now, uh, the Extra Life page is showing that the total for the entire charity is at $6,653,220 for the kids. Um, that's growing constantly. I know uh, GameSpot is running their uh, stream this weekend as well as Rooster Teeth. So uh, both really strong uh, teams, and I'm sure there's others that are – so that I mean that total will go nowhere but up. Um, as of right now, the proven gamer team is sitting at one thousand two hundred and twenty-three dollars raised out of the fifteen hundred dollar goal. So definitely doing. Got really to add well twenty-five dollars to that. All right, add twenty-five dollars to that. So that would bring it to one thousand two hundred and forty-eight dollars out of fifteen hundred bucks. So not bad. Definitely doing good. Troy, why don't you ask Kalai why she has, why you have to add twenty-five dollars to that total? Clyde, why do we have to add $25 to that total? Because I donated 
and I tried to donate to Tricky Mix, and I followed the wrong link, and I accidentally gave $25 to Extra Life, which isn't a bad thing, but it wasn't actually designated oh. for the Proven Gamer podcast. Gotcha. So it didn't go to the team total. It just went to the total Extra Life total? Whose fault is that? Where did you find that link? I, fe- that, I found that was my it on fault. the on the Proven Gamer link, and I, you know, I went on, and I was like, oh, look, I, I was like, I'll, I'll donate, so I went on the Proven Gamer uh, Facebook group, the uh, the Trophy Horse Facebook group, and it said, oh, click here to donate, and instead, I didn't realize there's actually two tabs. One is info, and you have to click over to the team. I didn't realize that. I just saw a big donate, bo- a donate box at the bottom, and I was like, okay, donate, and click the button oh, right yeah, there. I see it right now. Well, it is what it is. At least you helped out the kids. Yeah, so you can add $25 to our total, but unofficially we are and actually uh for anybody before anybody says anything the goal was actually uh $1200 if everybody remembers and we raised that goal um because we hit it and we wanted to do more but the $1200 goal was what we had to do to get Alex back on Twitter which he has fulfilled his promise and he is currently back on Twitter he is indeed i can so. verify thank you everybody who's donated uh we're going to get into a little bit later cuz we actually uh we got the Troy influence on uh, Trophy Wars. We're actually starting to get reader emails in now. Thank goodness. All right. Uh, let's talk about a little bit more of thank goodness in a game that you like to play, Troy, and that is Overwatch. Overwatch will be free next weekend for everybody. The free trial starts on November 18th, and it will include Overwatch's full roster of 22 heroes, 13 maps, and different play modes, such as quick play, custom games, and the latest weekly brawl. And you'll be able to play until November 21st. So this weekend, from the 18th to the 21st, everybody who wants to can play Overwatch for free. Yeah, get down on it. It's a great, great game. Um, I'm not usually one to play online multiplayer shooters, but this one, this one's special. I mean, kind of open and good for anybody of any skill level. Uh, there's a lot of different classes, so you can definitely find something that fits you. Uh, just a good time all around. So yeah, I definitely recommend it. I don't know if the new character Sombra will be available to play during this. Uh, she's in uh, public beta testing right now on the uh, Blizzard servers on the PC, but uh, she's been announced and everyone's playing with her now and she will hit uh, the game proper uh, before too long. I don't know if she'll be available once this by the time this uh, this free weekend comes on, but definitely check it out. It's It's a really good game. I've never played Overwatched. Well, I, that, that was going to be my question is I was going to uh, let Kali go first. But with the fact that this is now the second time Overwatch has been free over a weekend, is this a good sign or a bad sign that of, about Overwatch that they're having to give free weekends away? I don't know that they're having to give free weekends away. I mean, I've never had issues finding matches or anything like that. From what I understand, I mean, the game's doing great. And, I mean, when I was playing over the, the Halloween um, break or whatever, um, there I didn't have any issues finding matches, and that was around the time that like sh- shooters like Battlefield and stuff were hitting. There was a lot of um, a lot of betas for Call of Duty and Titanfall and all that. Um, so I mean that I think that's a good sign. You know the fact that it's still not a problem finding uh, games. I mean you got to think Overwatch has been out for a lot of months now. I mean it came out earlier in the year, and this is the time where all the all the big shooters are hitting. So I mean yeah they they may see a drop in their their player account but the fact that it's still you know going pretty strong all this time uh, they've got a new a new hero coming out which is you know a big deal and a lot of people will jump in to, to try her out and stuff i mean i this game's got legs i mean it may you know ebb and flow with the release of other games but i i don't see overwatch going anywhere anytime soon it's it's a really quality game um yeah 
So, I mean, I, I would, I'm not too concerned about it at all. I think it's marketing genius. The reason why I haven't played it is because of the, um, the so-called noob factor. I've never played uh, this game. I've never played Overwatch. So if I jump in as a level 0 or a level 1, am I going to be ran over like a dump truck running over a rat? So there's, I mean, there's a bit of a... There's a bit of a learning curve. It's not too bad, depending on which uh, which heroes you choose. Some heroes are a little bit tougher to get used to than others. Um, usually, it'll it'll pair you. Um, Matchmaking is pretty good about getting you in with people of a similar level, so you're not going to be you know matched up with people who are level 99 or anything like that, unless you happen to be in a group with people who are level 99. Um, but you know, it, it, it's there, there's a learning curve there, but it's not too bad. Um, I find because I mean I'm not great at, at shooters, and and I can be pretty. Uh, competitive with the heroes like lucio which is he's a he's a support class so he's he's got a uh, healing capabilities and and he helps the characters uh he's on like rollerblades and and one of his modes he can like basically if anybody's within a certain range of him they all move quicker so when you spawn back at your base like if there's other people that have spawned back there you can help them get to the front lines a lot quicker um you know not all of the not all of the heroes have like direct combat like benefits like a lot of them like it's better for you to like hang back i also like to use uh diva she's uh she's a tank technically she's basically a girl that's in a mech um the mech has these guns that are basically like shotguns so you got a big reticule like you you would have at any shotgun on a first person shooter um but she's she's at her best when you're kind of harassing the enemy you know you're you're hitting them from the sides or you're sneaking up on them or drawing them away from whatever you know so you're basically just running harassment the whole time rather than like trying to directly engage in in direct combat so there's a lot of different uh heroes that play to different play styles and that's the nice thing about this game is all the heroes are open so you just go and you you run around and try different things until you find something that fits your style because there's there's definitely something for every style there yeah i, I mean i pl i play battleborn which is the other game, because at least with Battleborn, you've got a, uh, a story element, and I can I can get friends, and if I wipe a thousand times, my friends aren't going to be mad at me. But when I go into the multiplayer in Battleborn, we get our asses handed to us, and we'll just we'll spawn and die, spawn and die. So I'm like, well, I, now, but the ability to give, the, given me a free weekend for me to try a game that I'm not sure about, and I get addicted to it, I'm thinking, oh, this game is a lot more fun than I thought. I'm gonna. I might run out and buy it. So I think that's why it's a marketing genius. Yeah, no doubt. Well, wasn't Battleborn uh, hurting, and that there was a news story that Battleborn was actually going to go free to play earlier this year? I know it got debunked by Randy Pitchford, but yeah. So when when these two games came out, they they came out they came out really close together, and there was a lot of comparison between them because they had a similar like art style. Like they all had these, you know, over the top little heroes and it's really col colorful and stuff like that. But the two games are really not as similar as people kind of, you know, made them out to be. Um, uh, Battleborn is definitely more of a MOBA type game, like a, like a uh, League of Legends or a Dota. Um, it's basically a first person MOBA. Whereas Overwatch is definitely more akin to a Team Fortress or or one of these cartoon shooters where you have classes and you're playing. It, it's a straight up shooter. There's really not a lot of MOBA elements to it. Um, so uh, it's really funny because you know people compare them directly, and there's really not a lot of comparison when you break it down. Uh, but because of that comparison, um, I feel like a lot of people kind of left Battleborn to the side, and not a lot of people gave it a shot because Overwatch kind of overpowered everything. Uh, Overwatch came out really strong. So yeah, I mean, I, I, as far as that direct comparison between Overwatch and Battleborn, Overwatch, I'm pretty sure won the hearts and minds a lot more than than uh, than Battleborn did.
and yeah from what i understand battleborn's been struggling a bit it's definitely popular and there's it's definitely got its fan base but as far as i know overwatch is definitely the one that, that people latched on to more but that comparison is really weak. You're going to have to come back on the show, Kalai, and tell us uh, after you tried Overwatch which one you like better. All right, I guess I'll definitely try Overwatch then. But, I, I mean, I like Battleborn because if you're a big Borderlands fan like I am, I've played the Borderlands series almost three different times with different people. Battleborn has that same exact humor that Borderlands has because it's done by the same studio. So uh, as I'm playing with my friends and we're going through the storyline, we're laughing hysterically at the stuff that's coming out of their mouths. You don't get that in Overwatch. Yeah, they've got lines and stuff, but yeah, for the most part, it's it's all about the combat in Overwatch. I mean, each character they they have their own style for sure, and there's I mean, there's a lot of a lot of work that's gone into all the characters. But yeah, I mean, there's there's not a lot of story there. They they've tried to come up with you know this this side story. Um, there's comic books and everything like that, but I mean, it it doesn't play into anything that you're doing actually in game. I mean, it's just just straight up you know a shooter. Let's get into our last news story, and that is in P- with PSX. Uh, they have announced a number of major publishers and developers, including Naughty Dog, Activision, Ubisoft, EA, and more, have been confirmed to appear at Sony's 2016 PlayStation Experience. Certain titles were not announced alongside the list of revealed companies attending the show, but more details will be coming soon, according to the post on a PlayStation blog. Along with the PlayStation Showcase Conference, people attending the event will be able to get their hands on a slew of new and upcoming PS4 and PSVR games on the show floor. To see a near-final list of over the 60 people attending PSX, you can check out the official announcement. PlayStation X will be taking place on December 3rd and 4th in Anaheim, California, and will begin at 10 o'clock Pacific Time on December 3rd. At last year's PSX conference, we saw uh, a new footage of Uncharted 4, the first gameplay trailer for Final Fantasy VII Remake, and the announcement of Ninu Kuni 2, and much more. Now, uh, if you haven't gotten your tickets already... Obviously, uh, you're not going to be able to attend because it's actually a little early. But one thing I did see that was cool is that uh, the Game Awards and PSX actually combined forces. And for $10 more than what you paid for your PSX tickets, uh, you can actually get a seat to go watch the Game Awards, which takes place on December 1st. So I thought that was pretty cool. That is pretty dope. I wonder how, I mean, they've got a, that's got to be capped. I can't imagine that they'll have enough seats for everybody who's going to PSX. So I guess you'd probably have to jump in real early on that. But that's still really dope. Well, I I don't, I don't know when the Game uh, Game Awards attachment came about. I just recently saw it. But that's pretty damn cool that, you know, for $10 more. That's the thing, though, is like. I can see a lot of people just jumping on that. You know, it's one of those things like, oh, 10 extra bucks. Hell yeah. But uh, I imagine the, the seating in at the Game Awards is probably somewhat limited. I mean, I'm sure they've got a huge, you know, venue. But at the same time, you still got all of the actual normal people who would be at a, at a video game awards that would be attending. So I don't imagine there'd be enough extra seats for, you know, public. So, yeah, I mean, I mean, that's really dope. But also, I imagine you got to jump down on that real quick. 10 extra bucks is not a whole lot considering. Well, it, it's actually, well, it's $10 for the ticket, but you got to count on the fact that there are people that were playing, you know, like me, if I was going to PSX, I'd be probably planning to fly in the day before and leave the day after. Now, with the to go to the game boards, I would actually have to change my flight to arrive two days earlier, get a hotel for two more days and all that other stuff. So, like, I, I feel like this announcement could have came uh, side by side, but... 
this late in the game, I don't know how many people are going to be able to take advantage of the $10, $10 fee for the Game well, Awards. Oh, yeah, but also you're taking into account that this, this event's taking place in Los Angeles, which is pretty much the second largest city in America, so I'm sure they're going to have no shortage of people who uh, who can get in on that. Well, it's actually it's actually in Anaheim. Well, yeah, Anaheim is practically Los Angeles. I mean, I've I've been there. I mean, it's definitely not a very large drive between the two. Oh, I I didn't know that. I don't know how far apart the two are. Yeah, Dis- so Disneyland Disneyland is in technically in Anaheim, California, but I mean it's I mean practically Los Angeles the way all those cities are all run together anymore. All right, Kalai, you think we're gonna get our a Last of Us two announcement at PSX? Yeah, probably not. <laughs> I mean, the only problem I have with PSX is I I think I heard that they announced it late late this year so the people that would want to fly in had to wait last minute to get their tickets ready yeah that that, that they definitely did announce it late this year so keeping keeping in theme they announced the fact that for ten dollars more you can go to the game awards uh yeah most likely naughty dog's there to show us the the single player dlc for uncharted 4 yeah you might get a teaser or something but it's definitely i mean the last of us 2 is probably not anywhere near completion so i mean if you get anything it'll probably be a teaser trailer or something I just want a logo. I just want to be vi- uh, just confirmation. You know, that it I want exists. to be verified because, well, yeah, because I actually uh, proven gamer reported a news story that it was going to get announced at E3 uh, through an un- unnamed source, and when it didn't get announced, I got crucified. Like, how the hell dare you report this? I'm like, I I just not going to willy nilly just report this and not have any fact behind it. So I'm hoping it comes. Because I have a feeling it was supposed to be announced at E3, and they decided to pull it, and that's why we got the second uh, Days Gone gameplay trailer. Maybe they saved it for PSX to, to give them something to show at PSX. Maybe they held it back because, I mean, it would be pretty uh, bad if Sony to announce all their big games, not at their own conference, but at E3 would be the point of having the PSX if they didn't do that. Yeah, that's interesting. So, I mean, looking at this, the rest of this, this EA is probably going to be some Mass Effect Andromeda, Ubisoft, maybe some Assassin's Creed, or the uh, the new, um, what is it, Wildlands? What's the... Watch Dogs 2 also. Well, yeah, but the thing is, is, is seeing that with Activision, I'm like looking at it, I was like, well, you have Call of Duty, but I you're not going to make a splash with games that are already out, and Watch Dogs 2 will be out by the time this event happens. You know, I mean, yeah, there's a chance that they'll have it, but... I mean, you're not making a splash with games that have already been out as far as, you know, on the, uh, you know, on the shore f- show floor for sure. But, you know, whatever keynote they have, if they're if they're showing off, you know, Call of Duty Infinite Warfare and and uh, Watch Dogs 2, that's, you know, people are going to come out saying that's a huge disappointment for sure. They want to see new stuff. So, you know, that's that's a tough call. Uh, like I said, they, they definitely have that Wildlands and um, and the new Assassin's Creed maybe is a good shot for Ubisoft uh activision i'm not sure like i said i mean the only thing that makes logical sense is call of duty infinite warfare but that's already been out for weeks now and the event is still weeks away so uh that's a tough one maybe they're bringing world of warcraft to consoles <laughs> that would be interesting that would definitely be interesting hey they, they've already proved they could do it with diablo yeah i'm sure it's i'm world sure it could be done. Can't be far behind do you think they would uh continue to make it a subscription service or would they make it some sort of a free-to-play model from that because that seems crazy i don't i don't know if you'd get console people to pay a subscription service to that well I, now i think world of warcraft is uh you can play free up to level 20 can't you and then you have to do the subscription maybe probably i don't know i have no clue i know their i know their uh, base is definitely shrinking um so i mean if they could make it so that you could uh play like b- cross platform between pc and the playstation if they did something like that that might boost their numbers which would help um 
you know, keep subscription numbers up or whatever. But yeah, that's that'd be an interesting thing. That would be that would probably be an announcement for the for the record books there. I'm I'm only saying that because I, I I'm actually uh, I I'm not using a normal computer I record on. I'm using a second computer, and World of Warcraft the icon is on my desktop, and I just looked over. I said, huh. That'd be interesting if they did <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, that would be very interesting for sure. I have no, I have no basis on what I'm saying other than an icon on my desktop. When, when this doesn't come out at PSX, don't, don't kill Tricky for it. I know their player base is definitely down because I believe when the movie came out, they were giving away the game for free in an attempt to get the reader base out. And then I knew a couple of months ago, because I subscribed to Loot Crate, I, one of the Loot Crate pins... You get sometimes you get like free movies, sometimes you get, you know, like free little games. Well, one of the games was the entire World of Warcraft plus every expansion up to the current one that wasn't out. Like they just gave away it all to every loot great subscriber to try to get them back into the game. Yeah. Jeez, they, they are desperate. Yeah, but I, I guarantee yeah. you it's still making a ton of money. But yeah, it's de- they definitely aren't, you know, as big as they were back in the day for sure. Trying to do whatever they can to. Maybe my icon uh, stumbled onto a something here. <laughs> we'll see. Wouldn't it be weird if they actually did announce it? That would be it? crazy. That would definitely be hashtag tricky called it. All right, so that's going to bring us to the end of our news here. Um, I do we, we have a topic of the week, but before we do that, let's get into our uh, Sophie's Trophy. Kalai, you said this week you were going to be able to take care of Sophie's Trophy. Yeah, I feel that is a show, show that's called Trophy Whores. We should talk about My Name is Mayo because it is a really, really easy platinum. I have never platinum a game, and I was able to platinum this one. So it, you're right; it does have 51 trophies. It takes about an hour of your time because you're. I think the most you're right is 10,000. But the best part about it is it actually has a storyline, which I was very confused about. So you get the the extra trophies by following the storyline. So when you get a new new one, a new trophy that pops up, you got to click on it, and it changes your your mayo jar to a different type of look, and then you just got to keep clicking on it. And, if you re- and every description is different. I mean, the descriptions are absolutely silly and funny, but it's these and the the trophy list is hysterical. It's like potato, ketchup, red cheetah. You have to click the red mayo jar, you know, five hundred times. So. so with the fact that that so you tap a certain number of times and then it prompts you to say, okay, you can change outfits. So you have to tap. I guess the whatever prompt comes up to to change outfits does that mean that no, they you, are missable? You, no, they aren't. Well, they aren't. Mi- well, they kind of are. So it doesn't prompt you. So at first, when I was playing, I didn't realize I had to go into the actual trophy list because it will pop up and say, "Oh, you earned a new reward," and I'm like, "Oh, that's cool." It did occur to me I have to go into that reward and click on it. And then as you're going through the trophy list, the trophy list will tell you, like, click on the red mayonnaise 500 times. So you can see if you skip something and, and, you know, I was playing and I would have to go back and change my outfit back to whatever one was, like, the red one. And then I'd finish it up, get it, and then continue moving on. So if you're not paying attention, instead of a one-hour platinum, this could be a two-hour platinum. So you definitely want to pay attention. This is a good Sophie's Trophy. Yeah. Well, this could this could you could actually this could be a forever platinum because what what it actually does is it pops up and then there's there's I think three or four different storylines and you just have to follow them and then as you, as you click the 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 mail jar a couple of times something will pop up and tell you hey you got a trophy at that point hit the triangle button go in and just find the new thing and just keep clicking that until the trophy pops and then press triangle go in. Find the new the one that says new, and then do that, and that's basically all it is. And you just go down the line, and then you'll get done with all the subsequent trophies 
probably if you if you followed it through, you probably get to it around like fifty five hundred six thousand taps, and then you only have two more trophies to get, and that's uh, eight thousand and ten thousand taps. But the mayo jar goes through uh, dressing up like a ketchup bottle, uh, wearing a you know little boy hat with the you know little, little pinwheel on the top. Uh, wears a leopard bikini, a red bikini. You you live the life of a mayo jar, getting tapped. The entire time I was playing the game, I'm like, why can't I stop tapping? Uh, I don't understand. I can't stop. I said the same thing because once I got to the once I got to the point where I was just uh, going for the eight thousand and ten thousand, I was sitting there watching Netflix on my TV, uh, remote playing on my on my computer, and I'm just sitting there with the DualShock Four hitting X. Uh, also, if you don't want to hit X on the on the DualShock Four. Uh, you can hit the touchpad. You can click that. But DaVita, no touchscreen stuff. So What you need in this game is some of the things like Adventure Tycoon has where eventually you can unlock upgrades that makes it tap itself. Yeah, but you, you literally just happen. And I had the same thought, Clive. Like, why the hell am I still tapping this button? Well, I actually got the platinum I, at the gym. I was on the bike. <laughs> it's because the numbers just keep getting bigger. Yeah, no, that's a really good place to do it, man, because if you're sitting there, like, I've tried to do it, you know, play games while I'm on the treadmill or, or whatever, and that's real tough to do. Like, it seems like a really cool idea in in in, uh, in thought, but once you actually go to execute it, that's a really tough thing to do, but I see something like this being actually pretty easy to get done while you're while you're on the treadmill or on the on the exercise bike, so that'll work. I, I just have the question for uh, Mr. Darrell, because there's actually a leaderboard, so you can see who's tapped the most. There are people that have tapped two million times. There's got to be some sort of a weird, like, I don't know, maybe a glitch. I know with the Adventure Tycoon, like, you can run the, the PlayStation clock up, and so it, like, totally, like, multiplies everything by billions. So basically, the, the leaderboards in Adventure Tycoon are broken. Like, you can't you can't use that as any judgment of anything. Maybe they have a similar thing for this. Or maybe everyone's setting up, like, maybe you get the little the little bird that dips down into the water, and you just set it there so it's just tapping constantly, and you just walk away and just let it tap, tap tap <laughs> well well resident daryl uh according to the leader list uh has uh tapped over thirteen thousand times so apparently he wasn't following the trophy list properly <laughs> he missed either that or he, either that or he just loves that game and he's been playing it even after he got the platinum yeah I, look it's an easy platinum but i don't find myself uh tapping anymore my tapping days in ima are over Clyde, you got you gonna go get the the vita one i got i got the trophy on the vita one because I did it on the treadmill. Are you going to get it on the PS4 now? Yeah, I have to get it on the PS4. It's, it's on my list of things to do. <laughs> Might as well. <laughs> it's going to be in your backlog. Well, I thought of, I, th- I thought about, here's another little tip. I thought about streaming it to the Vita so I could do it while I watch TV. Ah, uh, remote play? That would work. <laughs> I, I find myself remote playing on my computer a lot. Because I, you know, I'll turn on the TV and I'll watch like Arrow or Flash or Supergirl. And I'm remote playing on my, uh, my PS4 on my computer, so... That's I exactly what I do. There you go. I, I'm actually watching the Arrow and the Flash right now. I love Arrow. I'm on, I'm on the third season. I had to wait for it to go to Netflix. Oh, you got to catch up. We're going to skip the topic of the week for right now. Uh, we're going to go into our, our... Because we have a Troy influence on the show. People like writing into the show now. So we're going to read... We got an email. So we're going to read the email before we go into our topic of the week. We have an email from our friend Sid. Uh, Sid, you guys know... Uh, send us that really impactful email last time that uh, inspired Sophie's Trophies. Uh, Sid has written in this time saying, Hi guys, hope all is well. Just writing to congratulate you on all reaching your goal for Extra Life. Alex, I will see you on Twitter. 
In all seriousness, Extra Life is a fantastic course and very close to me and Mandy's hearts. Even though I was unable to participate this year, I'm hoping that next year I will. Extra Life is still accepting donations till the end of the year, so it's not too late to do so. I urge all the whoredom to donate, even if it's just a couple of bucks. It will help. Once again, well done, guys. Sweet. So, thank you, Sid. Appreciate the email. Definitely, yeah. Extra Life is, is amazing. Like I said, I've, I've participated for seven years now. I think it's been around for eight. I missed the first year. Um, it started uh, started by Doc from Sarcastic Gamer. That's where it got its start. But, um, I mean, it's it's been going strong, and I've, I've been a, a huge advocate of it the entire time. I don't know if I've ever told the story on here, but both of my daughters, when they were born, uh, they basically had an issue with their blood where their mom's uh, antibodies were attacking my daughter's platelets because they saw them as uh, foreign so both of my daughters had to be airlifted to the nearest children's miracle network hospital which is about 300 miles away so you know it's it's something that you know i've i've always felt like i kind of owe them a debt you know they they took care of my daughters my both my daughters are are beautiful uh 14 and 9 year old now or 13 and 9 year old Uh, anyway like i mean that you know i I, i owe them my life oh yeah absolutely so you know, like it, it's it's something that I'm I'm passionate about doing every year. Um, I definitely see where Sid's coming from. Sometimes it's, it's real tough. You know, life gets in the way. You know, it, it's it's tough to find the time. I mean, I've been in I've been in school now for six years. Um, you know, trying to to earn this these college degrees, and uh, it, it gets tough. You know, but it's definitely something that's important. Um, if you can't participate, definitely you know give a couple bucks here and there. Uh, I know on my personal page, I've had. Uh, donations as little as a dollar and they all add up you know if you got a couple couple dollars to spare i mean if you if you're in the habit of going and getting a coffee every day or you know dropping by mcdonald's and picking up an extra value meal maybe take a day off you know and donate that money to to charity i know it'll it'll help you feel good you know um there's been a lot of turmoil and everything in our country you know we just got through with this this election that was a rough one all around and you know sometimes you know it, it feels good to do something good you know there's so much negativity in this world and it's it's just good to uh to do something that's positive you know no matter what so i mean i i've always been a huge advocate of extra life in fact i just went and saw my tattoo artist uh friday i was supposed to actually go yesterday but he had something else going on so sometime this week i'll have my extra life tattoo I'm um, getting the Extra Life logo on my shoulder because it's been such a, a, a such a big uh, influence in my life. So it definitely, definitely good cause. Speaking of Extra Life tattoos, uh, I know you know this, but uh, if you guys checked out the Proven Gamer Facebook group, uh, Jeremy from the Smart Marks podcast, he had a personal goal of that if he reached his personal goal that he was going to get the Extra Life tattoo put on him and then... He had a secondary goal that if him and uh, Matt, his co-host, uh, reached their, te- their you know their show goal, uh, that he was going to get the Smart Marks tattoo put on him, and he got both of them. And uh, that's why, actually, the 1500 goal stands now, because uh, as Troy likes to point out all of my Facebook Live videos, uh, <laughs> all during my 25-hour stream, I was uh, doing two-hour updates. Uh, I, I wasn't as organized as Troy does in the past years of doing one every hour. Uh, once I found out that they, they did, that uh, Jeremy got made his goal and he was going to get his tattoo, I pledged that I was going to do the same thing. So if Proven Gamer reaches 1,500 uh, by the end of the year, I'm going to get the extra life tattoo put on me too. There you go. So what, we're like, like 250 more bucks. Get tricky tattoo. Yeah, I remember.
remember you talking about that on your stream, because I did drop into your Extra Life stream for a little while. And I also remember you telling the goddess about that, and that was picked up by your audio. <laughs> oh, was it? It was. Oops. Was it him asking permission? Is it okay if I get this tattoo? <laughs> no, it's going to be dope. I've got, a, uh, I've got a Batman logo on my left arm, so I'm going to get the Extra Life logo on my right arm, so it's basically going to be like a, I'm going to have a dark side and a light side, so it's actually really, really dope. Oh, that's cool. This is uh, my fourth. This would be my fourth tattoo. I got, uh, I got one on my right forearm. For uh, Dale and Hart Jr., I got that. Um, it, it's it's a memorial to his father, and also because Jr. was my favorite driver. Uh, the logo that's on my arm is uh, the symbol for JR Motorsports, which is the company that uh, Jr. owns. Um, but it was actually on his car when he won at Daytona uh, months after his father died at Daytona. So it's kind of like a symbol of like the two. Uh, my left forearm, I got uh, a rose. You've gone and got a Budweiser tattoo and, and called it the same thing. No, <laughs> uh, I do like my I do like my Budweiser, but no. Uh, on my left forearm, I got a tattoo of a rose of my daughter's name, and on my right calf, on the outside, I have uh, Oscar the Grouch, uh, who's the unofficial mascot of the Department of Sanitation in New York City. Sweet, Clyde, do you have any tattoos? No, I don't actually have any tattoos. I. My sister does. My sister has some beautiful tattoos, but not me. Cool. Yeah, so I, I have a Batman uh, logo on my left shoulder. It'll be the Extra Life logo on my right shoulder. And on my wrist, um, I actually have the Legend of Zelda hearts. So I've got three of the, the heart containers, but one of them is half full. So that's the thing I get uh, the most questions of people asking why one of them is half full. I'm thinking of coming up with some uh, some really creative uh, story, but really the only thing is, is I, it was... It was a uh, artistic choice. I thought it looked cool with one of the one of the heart containers half full. But yeah, those are my tattoos. All right, so let's get into the topic of the week. <laughs> uh, for the third week in a row, I guess we're going to talk about Nintendo here. Ah, which yes. Is Troy's favorite topic lately. <laughs> uh, Troy, you picked up the Nintendo Classic. Um, is it everything that they hyped it up to be? And is it is as good as they said it was going to be? I think it's dope as hell. So yeah, I mean these things—they uh, just came out on Friday. Uh, it's kind of a big deal, actually. I was—I was shocked how big of a deal it was. Like I had kind of planned it out. I knew it was coming out on Friday, and I was like, "Well, okay." So I look in at, at, at the retailers that are supposed to carry them, and I knew it was supposed to be Best Buy, GameStop, and Target for sure. Uh, I didn't see anywhere that said Walmart, but apparently Walmart had some too. Um, so looking at the at the schedule, uh, so locally Target opened at 8 a.m. So. Uh, I dropped my wife off at school and I was like, I'm heading straight to Target. It was eight o'clock in the morning. I actually walked in the door at like 8.05 and uh, go in and find out that they had only gotten three in stock and they were gone just as soon as they opened the door. Um, so that was kind of... A... How the hell do they only get three in stock? I have no clue. So they got three in stock. Well, let me tell you, I do know because I've been keeping updated with this because I wanted one so badly. Every GameStop got six. I know Best Buy got 15. I don't know exactly how many Amazon got. Yeah, so yeah, nobody really knows how much Amazon got. But yeah, absolutely, GameStop got six. So here's where I played. I used to work at the mall. I used to work at Barnes & Noble at the mall. So I knew uh, that the mall was opened early so uh, so, so people could walk around the mall. Um, and I, didn't, I banked on the fact that not a lot of people knew that because I knew that if I would go to one of the uh, standalone GameStops outdoors or Best Buy, there would already be a line of people waiting to get one of these. Um, so I gambled on going to the mall. 
So I get to the mall, which is actually pretty close to Target, so it didn't take me more than a couple minutes to get there. Uh, get out, go into the mall, and I had to go across the mall to get to where the GameStop was from where I actually had parked. And uh, I get there, and there's already people waiting uh, in line, and this is two hours before GameStop opened in the mall. And I was like, oh, crap. So anyway, I get in line. And we're just, you know, shooting the breeze or whatever. And it took like an hour and a half before the girl came to open up, uh, open up games, GameStop. And, uh, so she, uh, she comes out and she's like, well, we only have six. By this point, there was probably 15 or 20 of us in line there. And, uh, I was fortunate enough. I was literally six, number six in line. So I was the last person who was able to get one. And it's one of those things, like we were talking beforehand, it's like, you know, you, you made your bet. Basically, once you found out Target was out, like you went to one of the GameStops or Best Buy and you got in line. And if you didn't get one there, you weren't getting one that uh, on that day on Friday. Uh, so it was really fortunate that I got in line when I did and, and, and was number six. So I got my hands on the console. Another interesting thing um, is every single one of the retailers, Walmart included, because I actually went around to, to the Walmarts as well. Uh, they only got one of the spare controllers. So they each got like five or six of the consoles and one spare controller. So, you know, the first person who got the console obviously went and got the spare controller. It was only 10 bucks. Uh, so I drove around town trying to find anybody who might have any of the spare controllers. And, and those were uh, pretty much impossible to find. So the, the nice thing is, is Amazon did release more of the consoles at 2 p.m. Pacific on Friday, uh, which ended up being 3 p.m. here in New Mexico, Mountain Time. Um, so I got online, but the thing was, is it was actually, it worked out really well because the second that they went, they released the consoles, um, the controllers popped up as well because those also people were trying to sell for like $200. So, I mean, you've heard the stories of people like trying to sell these consoles for like 300 or up to, you know, $30,000 on Craigslist or eBay or whatever. Uh, they were doing the same thing with the extra controllers. Like they were listed for like 200 bucks on Amazon. So as soon as uh, they released the new consoles, I was able to snag one of the $10 controllers because everybody was focused on trying to get one of the consoles. So that worked out pretty well for me. Um, well, I heard a rumor. I heard a rumor that the controller works with the Wii U. Uh, so yeah, it, well, basically the the connector into this console. So it's a, it's literally a mini NES. Like it's the shape and style of the original NES, but it'll it'll sit in the palm of your hand. Like it's tiny. Um, but the controllers, uh, instead of the classic NES controller port, it's actually designed to fit into the base of uh, a Wiimote. So like like the nunchuck that would be on a Wiimote. Uh, it's the same basic style, so it would click into the bottom of your Wiimote. So if you got a hold of one of these controllers, even if you didn't have the console, uh, you could play your virtual console game. So you could literally play any one of these games that comes on the NES, uh, the, the NES Classic Edition. You can play those on your Wii or your Wii U by connecting this controller into the bottom of a Wiimote, which I thought was a reason for them to to have more of those controllers out in the wild. Like, I would have figured they would have maybe released more of the controllers than they did the consoles just because you had that option to have a classic NES controller to play on your Wii or the Wii U, but that didn't end up being, you know, the case in practice. Uh, but yeah, so that's what it is. And it, and that's another thing about it is because it's designed to go into the back of the, uh, uh, the bottom of a Wiimote, the, uh, the length of the controller cable is pretty much the same exact length as what would be on the nunchuck uh, attachment for the Wiimote. So it's like super short. I think it's like 28 inches or something like that, like super, super short. 
So there's no like stretching this thing across your living room. Like if you have the console sitting next to your TV, you're sitting right up on your TV like you were when you were, you know, seven, eight years old. I think they should have gone wireless. So yeah, the uh, Nyko I think is is uh, releasing a wireless controller. They definitely also have extension cables, so you can get like a ten foot extension cable for it. Um, those cost ten bucks too, so it's basically the cost of the extra controller. But I mean, it's kind of a small price to pay just for the convenience of of being away from the console. Um, I'm fortunate enough, I have like a 15 foot HDMI cable. So I literally hook the HDMI cable up to my TV and I have the console sitting right in front of me uh, on the uh, TV tray. So I, you know, I'm close to the console. Uh, the another nice thing about that is uh, the way this thing works is you, you turn it on, you got the 30 games, you can pick it of the 30 games, but in order to go back to the title screen uh, to be able to select games, you have to hit the reset button that boots you back up to the screen. So what? Yeah. So if you're if you're playing games on this thing and and a lot of these games are like kind of like real quick, you know, you're playing Excite Bike, you're not going to sit there for 3 hours playing Excite Bike. So you're going to want to switch games pretty regularly. So even if your console's over by your TV and you have a 10-foot extension cable, you still got to get up and and press the reset button on this thing to get back to the to the title screen to to select your games. So uh, it it the setup that I've you, got is actually almost the best. You still have to the blow best. on the games. To, <laughs> so the you the still uh, have to blow on your games to play them. The top doesn't even pop off. Like it won't it won't accept anything else. The thirty games that are on this thing are all that are on it. There's no way to add games to it. There's you know it doesn't connect to the internet. Uh, there's no SD card slot or anything on it. It's it's a standalone self-contained thing. Uh, the games that are on it are, are pretty good games and they're really good ports of the games. I've spent the last couple of days playing uh, Dr. Mario and classic Super Mario Brothers uh, with my wife, and it all feels just like just like it did. The controller, the dimensions of the controller itself are, are just like the original NES controller. So, I mean, it, it definitely brought back a lot of memories. It's really cool for a nostalgia trip. Uh, $60 is what the thing costs, which is a great price. Actually, that was part of my uh, my concern on the day of is the fact that these things are only 60 bucks. Like if if retailers aren't going to limit the number that somebody can purchase, uh, there's really nothing stopping somebody from buying up, you know, all six consoles at a, at a GameStop and then flipping them for 300 bucks a piece because $60 is nothing. Like even if they had three, you know, it's $180. And I mean, a lot of people could drop 180 bucks for three consoles, especially knowing that you can turn around and sell one of them for, you know, two, three hundred dollars. Uh, so that seemed kind of nefarious. Or 30 grand. Yeah, or 30 I if somebody spends 30 grand on one of those consoles, more power to them because I keep telling people, you know, like they're, they're like, oh, will I be able to get my hands on one of these? And and you will. Like Nintendo is going to make more of these. They've already announced it. And so there's, you know, no reason to go and spend even $200 for this. I mean, it's a great nostalgia trip. It's really cool to have. I know a lot of people would love to have it in time for Christmas. I don't know if the supply is going to be that big before Christmas, uh, but I definitely wouldn't recommend you turn around and spend two or three hundred dollars, or especially thirty thousand dollars for one of these things. I mean, it's really neat to have, but you will be able to get one. Nintendo will make enough for everybody to have one eventually. It's just Nintendo doing Nintendo. You know, the 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 supply is not there early on. It never has been. I mean, you go back to the original NES, and you know those things were tough to find, and this is no different. I know people are really pissed off and upset, but I mean, this is really Nintendo doing Nintendo. Yeah, they're creating artificial demand. Well, not it's worse this time. It was probably this is probably the worst thing they've ever done with this NES Classic, because they didn't take pre-orders. If they had put out pre-orders, they would have had an idea of, of how in demand. They, I think, they even came out and said we we didn't expect them to actually, uh, you know, sell this much. Well, of course not, because you didn't take pre-orders. I mean, I would have pre-ordered the day it was announced. Like, take my money, Nintendo. Really. So would I. 
yeah, that might have helped. You know, if they if they had taken pre-orders when they announced it, then they'd have a pretty good idea of what of what the demand was for this. Um, it's kind of a no-brainer. I mean, like I said, for sixty bucks, you get thirty of pretty much the 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 thirty games that you'd want for NES. I mean, there's definitely you know some argument that some games should have gone on and, and some games could have gone off, but uh, I mean, they're thirty solid games for sixty bucks. That's two dollars a game, and that's not even taking into account that you know this is a, this is literally a miniature NES like. Even if even if I had no interest in these games, this thing is pretty dope to have just to sit on your shelf because it's it's really cool looking. Um, so yeah, it's it's really a no brainer. But also, you know, the thing is, is this isn't necessarily a major launch. You know, this isn't the Switch, this isn't the GameCube, this isn't even the original NES. You know, this is this is just a little you know side project that Nintendo decided to come out with. So, um, I mean, I'm trying to look at it from a business standpoint. It it wasn't necessarily a huge mistake for them to to do what they did because they there's not a lot riding on this for them like it's kind of an extra thing and now what they've done is you know i mean you've got the the playstation 4 pro that just hit uh there's not a huge rush for the playstation 4 pro like there is for this they basically turn this thing into the new tickle me elmo or furby or whatever you know going back so many years the cabbage patch kids like this is that this is this is the thing that people are going to be trying to hunt down for christmas you know like it's it it's huge publicity for Nintendo. Um, it's unfortunate. Like I said, take it with a grain of salt because I do have one of these, you know, so I can sit here and tell you to not whine and not cry about it, you know, and and I'm not trying to do that. But at the same time, you know, being a business student and kind of understanding the business of things, it it was smart of Nintendo to do what they did. They, they definitely get a lot of publicity. It's going to be the product that everybody's talking about for the holidays. Um, that definitely gets people fired up. Nintendo's in people's minds. So when the Switch comes out in March, like, you know, like it's, it's fresh in people's minds. Um, you turn around and you look at, you know, if they had made a billion of these things and, you know, everybody could get one on day one, then you risk having a lot of them sitting on shelves that don't get pushed. This way, you know, supply, as soon as they hit the store shelves, they're getting, you know, bought up. So, I mean, there, there's definitely money left on the table if, if they don't get enough out for a holiday, but uh, Nintendo's going to be fine. I was going to say, the thing about the 30 games is is that if you're a Nintendo fan like I am, like, I'm a huge Nintendo fan. I love Nintendo. And I, those games I've bought several times. My husband was like, why do you need to buy this game again? Well, when I actually get rid of my Wii U, I'm not going to get rid of my Super Mario Brother game because I'm going to have this little $60 console sitting on my on my desk that if I ever want to go back and play it, I can go back and play it. Do you think Nintendo's going to follow this up by doing SEN, uh, classic SNES? They'd be stupid not to, honestly. Yeah, I mean, Yeah, I would agree with that. Uh, they could even get away with even putting out another version of this, like in a different color with 30 more games. Like, I mean, Nintendo's got such a huge backlog of games. I mean, granted, this one's probably, you know, the greatest hits of the NES. So, you know, they'd probably be scrounging to get another 30 games to put on another mini NES. But yeah, the Super Nintendo, it has to be coming. Well, they've been told, they, there were some rumors after this was announced that they were, possibly could sell expansions for you know for 30 more games that plug in but from what you're saying is there's no way that they could do that yeah right? so i was actually watching uh well giant bomb got it i mean all the all the uh the major outlets got these beforehand so they were able to you know put out preview uh content and stuff so uh giant bomb had a stream where they were you know playing all the games and everything like that and uh they're kind of fortunate because they're owned by CBS 
and they're in the same building as uh, GameSpot. So they all share the same, you know, office space and everything like that. So during their stream, uh, one of the guys from GameSpot came over and they had actually cut one of these things open. And so you could actually see what was inside of it. And it's literally just a circuit board. Um, it's got the chips. And in fact, it doesn't even take up the whole box. But there's nothing on there that, that indicates that there's any expansion ability. Um, the only thing that goes in, you've got two controller ports. You've got an HDMI port on the back and the uh, the power cord. There's nothing externally uh, that indicates that anything can be added to this. Um your best bet, if you really wanted to expand it, would be to gut this thing and put in a Raspberry Pi and run an emulator program on it that you could expand, and then you've still got the NES shell, but you can expand it. But otherwise, uh, this thing looks to be uh, what's on it is on it, and there's really no way to expand it. And one thing about the games is they uh, IGN did a video saying that all of the original cheat codes, like for Contra and all that, they all still work. Oh, absolutely. Uh, like yeah. All the games are intact. So they've got the little uh, the little trick on the first Super Mario Brothers to get to the negative world, where in the dungeon, uh, the first dungeon you get to after, not the dungeon, but the underworld. So you start out above world, you go down the pipe, you end up under underground where you do 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 do. So when you get to the end, when you're gonna go normally go up the pipe to uh, to go up to uh, to the top to hit the flag. Um, in certain versions of the card of that game, you were able to uh, knock a couple blocks out at the top, and then you could jump backwards through the wall. Because, I mean, anybody who remembers Super Mario Brothers in that first dungeon, or I'm calling it a dungeon, it's really not a dungeon, but uh, you you can go all the way across, like, past where the pipe is, and there's the warp pipes there. We have uh, three warp pipes where you can go ahead to different uh, other parts of the game. But if you do this backwards jump through the wall and you end up in that little area with those three warp pipes, if you go down the first warp pipe, you actually end up in what's called the negative world, where that's normally you got like 1-1 or 2-1 or whatever, you know, 1-2. This this level is literally blank-1. So it's like they call it the negative world because it's negative 1. Uh, this was built into some of the early carts of, of Super Mario Brothers, and that's the version that's on this. This is literally, like, all of these games are literally the original version of these games just put into this machine it's it's not necessarily being emulated i mean i guess it is technically being emulated these are these are basically the virtual console games but they're the original you know roms from the nes that are that are put onto this thing which is it's pretty dope all right so besides the snes uh what other consoles would you want to see a company come out with a classic one do you guys want to see a classic ps1 a classic ps2 a classic genesis Classic Neo Geo, or dare I say, the classic Dreamcast or TurboGrafx-16. Which one do you guys want to see? Um, maybe like a Dreamcast, because uh, uh, those were a lot of. Because uh, you want this type of a system, you want something that's a uh, that's that's fun and arcadey. It's not something meant to be serious. So I mean, being that a PS One, I could see doing a PS One, but you had such great games with the PS One and such long role playing games. I don't feel that you would have won a whole bunch of role-playing games, but, you know, Crazy Taxi, that game would be great on a little mini <laughs> Sega Genesis or a Sega Dreamcast that you could travel with. That's definitely a good take on it, for sure. Yeah, this one's, uh, I mean, they've got Final Fa the first Final Fantasy, like, um, I guess the Legend of Zelda games can take a little while to run through, but yeah, for most part, these are all, you know, quick arcade games that you, you can have fun with, so uh, the Dreamcast definitely had a lot of those good quick arcade type games that would be a lot of fun. Um I, I like Tricky's idea of like the uh, 
like the uh, Atari Jaguar and the the Neo Geo, uh, when those consoles came out, they were six hundred dollars, and at that time, that was unprecedented. You know, there was no there was no precedent for having a console that that costed that much. Um, the Neo Geo specifically back then, it six hundred dollars was like a thousand. Yeah, yeah, and the Neo Geo specifically, I, that was basically an arcade machine that you could take home. Like the the games that were were made for that were literally direct ports of of games that you'd go down to, you know, your local arcade to play. So. Uh, not a lot of people had access to that, so something like that would be really dope, I think. I mean, PlayStation 1 games, that would be cool, but, I mean, we have so many PlayStation 1 classics that you can play on a PSP, on a Vita, on a PS3, on a PS4. Like, there's so many places to play a lot of these other games. Um, yeah, I mean, I, th- I think some of those more obscure consoles would be a great, you know, thing to have. Uh, the Sega Genesis is is one that... So Sega's been kind of liberal with their licensing. Like, they've allowed other companies to already... Like, these things are already on store shelves uh, for the Sega Genesis. Um, in fact, I went to an event here on campus where they were giving one away that had a bunch of Sega Genesis games already on it. Um, the thing with that is that a, a lot of them are not great ports. Um, the the sound on them is not great. Um, they're just kind of shoddy. They're, they're really cheaply thrown together, you can tell. Um, so it'd be nice to get something like this. I mean, this one is Nintendo quality. I mean, you know, that's one thing that Nintendo's always had a reputation for is quality. And, and this thing is no no different. Um, so it'd be really nice to maybe have one of these Sega Genesis things that's that's literally, you know, made to, to exacting standards uh, versus, you know, some of the cheap Chinese stuff that you can pick up at Walgreens or whatever your, your local pharmacy is, you know, just pull it off the shelf. Um, but the Sega Genesis is definitely good. Um, I definitely would like to go back and play like Mortal Kombat on the Sega Genesis. Um, I still have the blood code for the Sega Genesis, you know, memorized. It's ingrained in my memory, probably more than the Konami code. Um, I had an NES and then I skipped the, the Super Nintendo, which is another reason why I really look forward to Nintendo coming out with one of these Super Nintendo ones, because I missed out on that. I, uh, my dad went and, and got a Sega Genesis. So, you know, when, when that switch happened, I was on a Sega Genesis. So I'd really like to see the SNES version. I know I was one of the lucky ones. I did have a Super Nintendo, and actually, I'll never forget because I, when I wanted it, my father said to me, "Well, you'll have to sell your old one so we can use the money. You'll have to sell your Super Nintendo so we can use the money to get a new one." And I said, "Oh, okay, yeah, I'll do that. I'll stop playing that system, which is now the foundation of GameStop." <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny too because for a long time, you know, they take trade-ins, and then after a while, they'd stop taking trade-ins of old consoles and stuff. And what they would do is just destroy them. You know, they're like, oh, we don't need these anymore. We're not selling anymore. They just destroy them. And then, you know, so many years later, they're like, oh, crap, we probably shouldn't have done that. Now we can turn around and sell these. So, yeah, it was <laughs> yeah. kind of funny to see them about face on that. And, and no love for the TurboGrafx-16, huh? I Like I said, I'd, be, I'd love to see all of those old old consoles. I mean, uh, during that era when you had the, uh, the Sega Genesis and the Super Nintendo, like it seemed like everybody was trying to get their hands in the video game market. You had the TurboGrafx-16, you had the Atari Jaguar, you had the Neo Geo, uh, Philips had their CDI, like all these really obscure video game consoles that every, every electronics company in the world was trying to get, get a piece of this you know, video game action. And there was no way in hell that anybody had access to all these systems. So something like this would be really dope for, the, for that sort of thing. All right, well, let's go ahead and close out the show. Do some housekeeping. How about that, gentlemen? No and doubt. Lady. Yeah. Sure. Proofgaming.com is looking for some staff members to work with some writers, podcasters, video editors, news boys, and generalized help with the site. If you're interested in applying, go to Proofgaming.com, click on the Help Wanted tab, and fill out the application, and I will get back to you as soon as possible. While you're there, be sure to check out all of our articles and all of our videos. 
Speaking of our videos, they can be found on YouTube by doing a search for Official Proving Gamer. If you want to get a hold of us, there are several ways to get a hold of us. The first one is the phone number. Kalai, what's our phone number? 188-PROVEN-9. <laughs> it's something, 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 Proven-9. That's all I know. 330-PROVEN-9. That's 330-776-836 died. I was close. Why doesn't anybody remember the phone number? Proven nine's the only thing that can be that can be easily memorized. That that's why we never get phone calls because nobody can remember the damn number. Uh, well, I, I have to well, do a tele tweet. I do have to. I do have to. I do have to, to like tell you when I listen to you guys. I usually listen to the show in my car and as I'm driving. I don't think I should stop to write down a phone number. Definitely not. Yeah, don't don't do that. No, but I would figure that by the time, you know, it's ingrained in everybody's head. I mean, for a while, uh, Yield, uh, I, we've told the story on the show many times. Uh, Yield actually memorized the number, but when he went in to put Proven 9 in, uh, he actually flipped the 6 and the 3 and uh, was calling a sex hotline to try to win a Vita. Huh. So what you need to do as a marketing student, you need to turn it into a jingle. Something that gets in people's heads so they can't forget it. You need to come up with a, a 330 Proven 9 jingle. And then they will hate us and they'll stop listening. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you want to send us an email, you can send us an email. Trophyhors at ProvingGamer.com like Kali did last week and Sid did this week. Actually, that was two weeks ago. It just feels like it because b- both your episodes came out on the same week. Not technically. Trophyhors did come out on Saturday. It did come out on a Saturday. Oh, technically, yeah. I guess you're right, yeah. <laughs> came out door next to life. Look at the calendar. Uh, <laughs> it felt like the same week. <laughs> well, I, I, well I, I, I was sitting there trying to contemplate, like, what part of Extra Life did I release it? Did I release it before or after midnight? Um, yeah, speaking of Extra Life, I want to thank everybody who made me play Killing Floor 2, the beta. I was a little scared. Kali was laughing at me. I was laughing at you. It was, you know, you know what amazed me about you playing that game was you're like, I, I, I'm going to be terrible. You were doing better than some of the people who play first person shooters. Well, I, I've never said that I like even the uh, hateful Nate was saying during while we were playing. I never said I was bad at first person shooters. I just don't particularly like playing them because I like being able to see my character. It's just something ingrained into into playing games where I have to see my character as I'm playing the game. So I've never said I was bad at them. You can get a hold of us on Twitter. You can contact the site at Proving Game. You can contact the show at Trophy Wars. You can contact me at Tricky Mick. You can contact Yield at I Yield to No One. You can contact Mark at the under Mark at the underscore Ion Vane. You can get a hold of Alice because we hit our goal on Twitter at Saundersaurus Rex. Get a hold of Troy at N M Rain. I'm not getting confused. That's on PSN. On Twitter, I'm anti social gamer. A N T S O C I A L G A M E R. Oh, you changed your Twitter? Yeah, handle? I changed it back when I was trying to uh, establish a new brand under anti social gamer, since I'll probably be moving away from New Mexico soon. That's also why. I I podcast as Troy now and not NM Rain. You, you, you'll always be the trophy horse killer in our hearts. Kill, kill, kill. Kali, are you on Twitter? 
yes, I am on Twitter. I am big on Twitter. You can get a hold of me at K-A-L-A-I and the number 21. Um, you can also, if you want to have some great discussions, you should come to the Proven Gamer, the actual Trophy Whores uh, Facebook group because I am very active in that group. I would love to talk to you. Yeah, we could we could use some more people in the in the the Trophy Horse Facebook group. So this is the mission for this week. Everybody go join the Trophy Horse Facebook group, but also send emails because I love getting emails. And come say hello to me on the, in 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 the Trophy Horse Facebook group. Kalai will give you a personal greeting because it was her idea for you to join. Absolutely. Uh, when you join the group, uh, tell them Kalai sent you. There you go. All right, I'm going to read this as a direct quote from our agenda. Uh, if you listen to this podcast, we greatly appreciate it. But be sure to go listen to our other podcasts. PG Spoilers, Remember the Loop, The Smart Marks, The Good, The Bad, and The Something Something. <laughs> I can never remember That's the other The Good, part. The Bad, and The Microtransactions. The Microtransactions. The Good, The Bad, and The Something or Other. Yeah, everybody wants to forget about microtransactions. <laughs> uh, all of our podcasts can be found on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and all your various podcast applications on your smart devices and tune in. Uh, get involved in the PlayStation 4 communities. There is a PlayStation, uh, Proven Gamer uh, group called Play- Proven Gamer. There's a Trophy Horrors group dubbed T-Dubs Brothel because Shuhei won't let us say whores on the PlayStation Network. And you can get involved in Guild's PlayStation 4 community, which is the Platinum Guild. The reason why he's not on this week is because he didn't want to give trophy. Uh, he didn't want to give Tricky uh, props for his two platinum trophies. No, my four platinum. His trophies. four. So yeah, that's why he, he's not here this week. He says he's at work, but it's really just because he doesn't. He didn't want to give Tricky his props. Yeah, he, I, I noticed he tried to give me props on last week's show. But he was like, I, I don't know what game he got the platinum in because uh, I got the platinum in uh, Playroom VR. Yeah, I reminded him. I reminded him. Yes. So that is going to bring us to the end of the housekeeping, but we do have some sponsors. Our first sponsor is Extra Life. Troy, tell us about Extra Life. I've already told you so much about Extra Life. Extra Life is amazing. It's a uh, charity for the Children's Miracle Network. So you go into extra-life.org. You can sign up for a team there. Uh, Proven Gamer has their team. You can create a team. You don't even have to be on a team. You just sign up. Pick a hospital, uh, your local hospital or whatever hospital, um, and you just uh, get donations. Uh, it's usually pledges, but there's so many different creative ways. I've sold candy bars in the past to try and save, uh, raise money for Extra Life. Whatever you can do, um, it all goes to the Children's Miracle Network Hospital of your choice. Uh, it's a great cause. You get to join in with gamers from around the world. Uh, the official day has already passed, but as I said before, there's uh, lots of groups that are still doing it. Um, I probably may even do a stream or two between now and the end of the year. Um, and then even once uh, December 31st ends, that's the end of Extra Life 2016. But guess what? Extra Life 2017 kicks off New Year's Day. Sign up and keep going. Extra Life is year-round. All right. Let, let's try this. Kalai, you ready? I'm ready. Tell us how to go fund me. You can go find us on GoFundMe.com forward slash Proven Gamer. Is that correct? Sure. That's correct. Oh, okay. Um, if you want to get help us get better audio for our show, go there, give a donation. And uh, there's some really good rewards. I actually did take a look at it. I think I think for $25, you can actually uh, come on the show and, and help podcast unless you got around to changing them. Nope. Oh, still the same. Still the same. So... Go help the, out the show. 
I, you know, I'm 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 speechless because you actually know what it is compared to current hosts of the show who don't know what the GoFundMe is. Well, we did have that thing during Extra Life that someone complained about your audio, so I told him to go to the GoFundMe page. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Dude. All right, and our last our last sponsor is Amazon. If you couldn't, would each and every time you do your shopping on Amazon, stop by Proving Gamer first, click on any Amazon link, and continue shopping. doesn't cost you anything extra and does help out the site tremendously. With that being said, let's close out the show with some shout-outs. Kalai, we'll start with you. Your shout-outs. Okay, I have to give a shout-out uh, to everybody on the Trophy Horse for having me on this week. It was so much fun. I have to give a shout-out to my cousin Mark because he's an awesome gamer and he... And uh, he's my rival, so I do have to give him. I also have to give out a shout-out to my husband, 42J, uh, as uh, he better listen to this show. This is his uh, wife-husband test. <laughs> I also want to give a shout-out. Wow. Yeah, I also want to give a shout-out to Remember the Loot and the Good, the Bad, and the Microtransactions, who keep me entertained every single week while I'm at work. Sweet. Troy, your shout-outs. I want to give a shout-out to Tricky for hosting this week. I... I don't know if you've hosted since I've been back. <laughs> this might be maybe one other time. Well, technically, I'm not even supposed to be on the show anymore because JT hasn't rehired me. The only yeah. reason I'm here is because I'm the actual... I was going to say, I was going to ask about that, if do we, if our, our petition to bring Tricky back has actually worked. I, I do I do love the, the free Tricky 2016 post in the group. Um, but I'm actually only here this week because, like I said, Alex, Yield, and... Uh, Mark, they all couldn't be here, so the, the show must go on. So I decided to step in as the owner of Proving Gamer and bite the bullet and host another show. Um, it's been a little bit of a, 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 a trying in this week because no internet, trying to read the agenda off of paper. It, right. It's, it's definitely put my, ho- Tricky's, my host to Tricky's slogan this week is, you're killing me. I've, I've seen Tricky say you're killing me at least 10 or 15 times this week already. <laughs> and you should, t- you should you should also what happened at five forty five today. I asked you for the show notes. Oh yeah, mm. yeah. Oh yeah. Interesting I I told I totally forgot Kali was supposed to be on this week's show. I'm sitting at work watching. Uh, I'm watching Netflix on my phone. And I see a message come over. Go. You gonna send me the show notes? I'm like, oh fuck. Yeah, it's been a good time. As the train as the train rolls past, tricky and again. Uh, so yeah, shout out to Tricky. Shout out to Kalai. It was great uh, podcasting with you. It's good meeting you in person. I know I've talked to you in the Facebook group, but it's good to always good to hear. Uh, shout out to Sid for the email. We definitely need to see them emails coming back in. Uh, shout out to the other trophy whores for not showing up once again, allowing me to uh, be on the podcast. Uh, you know, got to keep my killer status strong. Shout out to my wife who does not listen to these podcasts unless I force her to do it or uh, play it while she's in the car and she can't jump out. Um, but <laughs> she still loves me and I love her. So, uh, definitely shout out to her. I can't think of any more shout outs. Shout out to everybody out there listening. Like I said, keep those emails coming in. We really do like it. It, it, it definitely adds a good, uh, good dynamic to the show for us to be able to interact with you guys and you to interact with us. We really enjoy it. Uh, we know we get a lot of downloads each week, but it's good to, to actually have interaction with you guys and not just, you know, having you just listen to us so we really enjoy it and i'm glad that my call has been heard by at least a few people and keep it coming and i want to give a shout out to clive for for coming on the show give a shout out to troy for filling in all these weeks and i want to give a twerp you which is a, a shout out to yield old show uh to alex yield and mark 
for all not being here this week and forcing me to podcast from work. Ah. You know, I, I, I sound like I'm giving them guff, but I actually love podcasting. Uh, this definitely brought a challenge. Uh, I might actually start reading the agenda off of papers from now on. I think I actually read better coming off a of paper than off of a computer screen. Just uh, just stop stop podcasting from the subway station. Sounds bring tricky back 2016. Um, yeah, uh, I, 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 I'm probably gonna have to launch my own podcast because Trophy Horse was taken from me. Dum dum dum. Hashtag Free Tricky 2016. Uh, give a shout out to the listeners, of course. Uh, without you guys, the show would not exist, and I honestly, truly mean that. Uh, there were times that all of us wanted to stop because we felt like you know, it, 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 we weren't really getting any feedback, and then we had awesome people like Kali, Jared, JT get involved, and it really, uh, and, and even Sid. Uh, get involved and it really uh, refueled our jets, so to speak, to keep this going. So, really appreciate all the listeners. Uh, get all your donations in for Extra Life. And if there's nothing else, until Check next it. week, happy Check trophy hunting. Check. Check it. You done made it to another one. Replay. I'll download another one. Continue your hoarder. Or you can go and do a tricky man and However you do it, you do it just to forget the rain and leave a comment. And thanks for getting listen to the show. Now it's time for me to go. Peace out to another episode.